Hello and welcome back to the Villa Villa podcast. I'm here once again with my good friend Dan Wiseman. Dan, how are you doing today, mate? I'm very good, mate. Very good. Tired, tired. New job. Been working the last four days. Uh, shout out to the Forex pub. Um, we're not sponsored by them, but uh, it's a nice place. Good pub, so good food, and I've enjoyed working there the last four days. Dan's been trying to get me on this for the last couple of days. I've just been impossible to reach, so sorry for that, mate. But I join you in some pretty good circumstances, mate, because... Uh, well, we all know what's just uh, happened in the last few hours. Our skipper's only gone and done it, hasn't he? It's, I, it's just, I, I don't know how to feel about it, to be honest. I'm obviously delighted for Jack. He's surely going to be delighted as well. But there is, obviously, he's, you know, it, it's a second second choice, really. But uh, we won't we won't dwell on that too much because, you know, our captain is now in the England squad. Uh, we'll be facing up against our man, Berke Bjarnason, potentially, Dan, against Iceland of in the course, Nations League games. Shout out to Berke. Don't think we're not going to talk about Bjarnason on this podcast. If you know, we're huge Bjarnason fans. Always have been. I mean, that Prince, he's so good. But Grealish, I mean, obviously it's come at the news that Rashford and Harry Winks have dropped out. Funnily enough, a winger and a midfielder, which is... um two positions that Grealish plays, isn't it, Dan? We spoke about this before. Yeah. Um, you know, two have dropped out. He's only called one in. So uh, it, it, it's an interesting one, really, isn't it, Dan? I'm just, I'm so happy. And I'm sure uh, you and many other Villa fans, you know, uh, as soon as they saw that news, like yourself, on, on your on your lunch break earlier, uh, it just made <laughs> your day, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, bro, I was, I was there and I was absolutely knackered. I've been serving on these tables. I was oh, shattered, sat down, had this massive Sunday roast that one of the chefs had just cooked up before. I was like, oh, I'll just tweet it, uh, check Twitter, open up my phone, bang, straight in there. Jack Grace has been called as the England squad. I was like, can this get any better? Um, look, he's not first choice. He's not second choice. For some reason, Ainsley Merton Niles is. Yeah. Um, I, I prepared to talk about that um but he's in there mate and, and that's what I feel that Jack's just I, I feel it's a bit irrelevant as well as you view where he's come in the pecking order as long as he's there and if he gets the minutes I think he'll prove himself and, and you know I just think he needs that break um because as soon as he gets out on the grass then I think Southgate and there are plenty of people that doubt Jack and I can sympathize uh, sorry sympathize with him for, for a lot of it because he has been a little subpar um, for, yeah. for you know since Christmas and uh, you know if you if you take that goal against West Ham away which you know did redeem everything don't get me wrong but his his post lockdown games weren't great either you know a lot of Villa mm. fans thinking that his head had been turned but look he did the business when it mattered most and and that's where you need your captain uh, I'm so proud of Jack so happy for him you know us Villa fans we've witnessed this journey from from boy to man and all the ups and downs and there have been many that that have come in between but here he is mate and you know hopefully some in some nice games Iceland and Denmark they're going to be two competitive games you know it's not like you know we're going to see him play against a San Marino or an Estonia or Macedonia yeah. or someone like that like he's going to be in some some good quality games there in in, um, in the Nations League uh, and, and I'm really looking forward to it mate with with Ty in there as well Let, yeah. let's not forget you know we've got to give him his, his shouts too it's, it's great that he's made the squad and uh, yeah chuff for the both of them I think the best news about this, Dan, is the, the thumbnail that I included in the last podcast can be used for this. I, I've been so upset about that. It's, so that will be the thumbnail of this video. So appreciate that, you guys. Um, it's, it's great as well. You know, Jack is the 76th player to represent uh, England from Aston Villa now, which is the uh, which makes us the second uh, most, uh, like the, the club with the second most players that have gone on to represent England, which is... Uh, amazing, only second to Tottenham Hotspur, um, which was uh, not that surprising, I guess. Um, 
surprised to see Man United down in, in, in fifth with a 68. So, I mean, there's still a lot of players, but uh, it's just really good news. You always want your players to go and do well for their country. You know, whenever the World Cup or the Euros are on, me and Dan are always texting, you know, how Egypt are doing, see how Elmo's doing, things like that. So it is, it's always good to see your players, especially when it's Jack and it's English, you know, obviously from, uh, from your country, your area. So it is just really good to see. Uh, so proud of Jack. And it's a huge moment for his family and the club as well, of course. Um, yeah. And just, just finally on, on Grealish is, I think even if he, if he isn't first choice, you know, as we've said, he clearly wasn't. Uh, that time on the grass is going to be so important because um, if you speak to anyone who has worked with Jack, they will say he is genuinely one of the best players on the ball they've ever seen. Shout out to Richard Flash uh, from <laughs> from UCFB. Uh, Flash knows uh, quite a few of the coaches um, at Leicester who have um, worked with Jack and, and, and has, has said on many occasions that uh, I think I think Sherwood has told a load of people. Obviously, that's well documented that uh, Grealish is the closest thing England have had to Gaza, and people can't believe what he's like on the training ground, the things he can do. So, for those of you uh, who maybe listen to the podcast who aren't Villa fans for whatever reason, um, you just wait and see what Jack Grealish can can produce for England. But uh, although this is uh, a podcast titled about Grealish. There's probably not going to be enough words to fit in. Uh, the, the main stuff of, of the podcast, what we want to talk about, first of all, is Matty Cash. Uh, this yep. is a deal that is is wrapping up pretty quickly by the looks of it. Um, you know, it's been reported by Alan Nixon, uh, John Percy, you know, two very reliable journalists when it comes to Aston Villa news. And of course, all the in the nose on Twitter. We can't forget about them. That, no, uh, obviously, that, they know what we're talking about. That, that Jake guy, whatever his name is, he knows. Um, but yeah, Matty Cash, Dan. It's an interesting one. Uh, we bid 10 million and it's, uh, I think we've had a 12 million bid rebuffed as well. So it looks like it's going to be around the 15 million mark for Matty Cash. Uh, apparently a Villa fan as well is Cash. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Because he's, uh, he's, he's a, a player who broke through at Forest as a winger, played a lot of time there. And then under Lamucci, uh, Lamucci this season, sorry, has, has, has featured as a right back, a very attacking right back. Uh, the, the defensive side can certainly be polished there. But uh, I think it, it, it kind of leaves the question, down, where does Cash fit in at Villa? What position do you see him playing? Or do you potentially see a potential change in system for, for Villa and, and fit him in as a wing back or something like that? Yeah, I, I do think uh, I think we'll see him operate further back. Uh, I think we'll see him uh, slot in as a fullback because I think he gives us something a little different to what Fred does. Um, and look, I, I love Fred. I know you do too, Dan. Um, you know, I think after Jack, if you're talking about our most consistent players and the players who are, uh, I thought probably had one of the better seasons. Um, I think Fred would be right up there. I thought every, you know, the vast majority had his moments, don't get me wrong, but everyone in that defence did. But, you know, on the whole, I was really impressed with him that he won the Villa fans over with those really aggressive slide tackles. And as as you're talking about, you know, he's got a real willingness in it. He seems to really enjoy playing for the club. Uh, And so I think a lot of fans warmed to Fred. Um, But he's he's a, a more defensive fullback. You know, he doesn't offer... That, you know he gets forward a lot, but he doesn't have the the crossing, and you know he can't tuck in and and, and um, sort of underlap the winger. He's he's more of an overlapping fullback, and he hasn't really got the capability to come inside and and cause danger there. But that's where Matty Cash sort of fits in, as you said. He, he's he's played as a winger before, 
Um, there's a fee rising up to about £15 million, apparently, which is a lot of money. But after Forest, you know, I thought they were going to go up at one point yeah. this season. I thought Forest were looking really good under Lamucci. Um, they failed to go up. And there's been a host of interest from Premier League clubs, which is always reassuring, isn't it? Um, yeah. Fulham were interested. Sheffield United actually placed a bid, uh, according to the Independent, of £10 million, which was rejected. Um, and, yeah, he, you know, he's... He's attracted from a lot of Premier League clubs. A lot of players want him. Uh, sorry, a lot of clubs want him. And uh, he seems a really good player. He's aggressive in the tackle, shows a real willingness to get forward, mate. Um, and yeah, I, I'm really, really impressed. He's not a player I've actually seen too much of, um, to be honest with you. I've, I've done a little bit of reading and looking into his game since we've been linked with him. Um, but I, I can't see why, you know, it's one of those where it might take a little bit of time to adjust, but I can't see why this, this wouldn't be a good signing for us, mate. At least, at the very least, to provide competition for Fred. Yeah, and again, that's something that we kind of talk about in a lot of the podcasts, really, Dan, is is the fact that then there is that need in, in the fullback positions, both on the left and right, for competition, because there is a bit of a drop-off. Um, but you guys are probably bored of hearing us say that. You guys already know that we need some competition in at right-back. Uh, I think, funnily enough, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, though, guys, Matty Cash's debut was against Villa, and he scored. It was um, the game where Jonathan Codger scored that fantastic goal on the turn from outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, at the city ground, it was uh, a wonderful goal. That I believe that was Cash's debut, and I think he scored against us. So, um, yeah, I know you guys will correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. So do do let us know on that. But no, I think Cash would be a really good signing, uh, especially if you look at someone like Conza. We paid 12 million for Conza, so it you know for, for that kind of money, going for a Championship player with a lot of potential, it seems reasonable to be honest, Dan. And I know uh, Sheffield United have gone for. Um, not Sheffield United, sorry, Leeds United have signed uh, Notch from the Bundesliga, who is who's a great fullback and, and and seems to have got very good value out of him. Someone who's played uh, for the national team and and some European football. So it's it's all about just trying to find the value, really, isn't it, Dan? Well, at, at 23 years old as well, mate, which I think is something that has to be considered with Matty. Um, you know, he's a player with with a bigger ceiling. He fits this profile, and the, look, it's it's. <laughs> The title of this podcast is going to read very differently to the last. It is a bit of a come down from Higuain and, and Cavani. I'm a bit of that, uh, but still something to get very excited about, mate. And uh, yeah, it's. Um, I'm happy that we're we're signing players on the defensive end. Um, you know, I don't think we'll discuss him too much in this podcast because there's another player we can't get onto. But um, it's good to see that we've been linked with Emmy Martinez. Yeah. Um, from Arsenal, uh, had a great game yesterday. I thought, um, sorry, on Saturday in the Community Shield, um, I thought it was it was really impressive in that. And uh, it's, yeah, it's good to see that we're starting to be linked and, and we're showing that we, you know, we don't just ride on sorry, rest on our laurels and say that oh well, we're okay defensively post lockdown. We'll just focus on the attack that we are looking into to reinforcing the defence. Which, you know, let's not forget the stats will tell you that that was where our weakness lied this season was was in the defence. And so it's good to see we're looking at players that will hopefully help us clear that up. Absolutely. And on Martinez, there will be uh, an article in the description below that I did for uh, another site. So if you want to find out more about Martinez, uh, you can read down. I'm sure we'll talk about him in, in, in future podcasts when we, when we hear more about that. Uh, finally, well, not finally, we'll, uh, our, our penultimate player we'll talk about. Uh, it's been a bit more quiet regarding this player uh, from Reading, uh, jo- uh, John Swift, I believe. Um, is his name and he is uh, a very decent midfielder to be honest in the championship plays at the base of the midfield uh, in that number six role and uh, is a player who looks capable of making the step up to the Premier League it's always I think 
when you're looking at players in the championship, I think it's easier for a pacey fullback like Matty Cash to make the step up because he's got the attributes needed. Whereas uh, a sitting player like Swift um, may sometimes find it a bit more difficult just to adjust to the pace of the Premier League. Uh, you know, he's not necessarily as quick as someone like Cash. Obviously, he's occupying a completely different position with with uh, a whole host of different responsibilities. Um, but, you know, we've seen midfielders like John McGinn make that transition so easily. Um, and, and Swift's an interesting one, isn't he, Dan? Yeah, so it's, it's a, a player that um, a lot of Villa fans uh, were quick to write off, um, yeah. which, which I was, I was um, slightly surprised with. Um, but, you know, he's a player that I, I think um, could be a really interesting role player for Villa. I think that's all it would be. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think we're signing John Swift to, to play first team, you know, every week, week in, week out football. Um, but at the very least, you know, if you, if you consider the role that we intended Danny Drinkwater to play, um, then this guy looks great. Uh, come through at Chelsea. Um, which is which is always a good sign of a fantastic academy. He's actually uh, played uh, in the Chelsea full um, full side. You know, he, he made his debut um, for Eden Hazard. I think it was a victory against Cardiff um, a few years ago. Uh, he came on for Eden Hazard and, and made his um, debut for Chelsea. And there's been a, a bunch of loans. Uh, Brentford actually picked him up as well, which is a, another encouraging sign. Uh, and he signed for Reading uh, permanently in uh, 2016. Uh, he's he's done really well there. You know he's played 126 uh, games. He's scored I think it's 22 goals if that's off the top of my head. Um, which considering he's not he's far from an attacking midfielder, he's a very central box to box profile. Um, is is a really good record. He's just 25 years old. Um, and, and again, um, you know if you, if you pick up the, these players for the right prices from the championship, then they can do well. I think it's only about five million the fee's being touted for. Um, and I know the last £5 million centre midfielder from Reading didn't exactly go on to have a great career at Villa Park, shout out Arantish Bowler. Um, <laughs> hopefully John Swift can uh, pick up where he left off. And uh, yeah, I mean, hey, we're, we're, you know, it's all about um, competition, as, as we say, mate. And look, John Swift, you know, I know it's a, it's a with no disrespect intended, you know, when we're looking at players that are going to improve the first team, John Swift isn't perhaps the first name that you've been looking for. So Villa fans did seem a little bit disgruntled with that. But, hey, you know, you've got to trust the recruitment. It's good to see that these players, and we're edging towards deals that just help improve the squad and the size of the squad. You know, I saw John McGinn talking um, to the Sun uh, about the message that Wes Edens sent the squad after they finished uh, yeah. uh, the last game of the season. I don't know if you saw that. But he was just saying that, you know, the, the chairman immediately messaged the, the players, reassuring them and saying that they wanted to bring players in, not just to improve the first team, but to improve the squad depth as well. And that's where I think we see John Swift fit in. Absolutely. And that's really important for fans to know if you haven't seen that quote. It's, uh, you know, those who are already calling for Lang to be sacked and, and complaining that we've not made signings again. You can, it's fine. You can look at Chelsea and see the business they've done. It's absolutely insane. But they've been planning for that for the past two years, really. Um, again, not many Premier League deals have been done. Not many deals just in general, really, have been done. And you're not going to see too many high-profile ones. So Villa will get the business done that they need to get done. I am absolutely confident of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm expecting at least four players, to, to be perfectly honest, Dan. And, you know, with the way things are picking up with Cash, uh, potentially Martinez as well, which we'll be talked about in another podcast, 
you've just got to trust the process really you know and I know I understand that can be quite hard because for the past eight years we've had uh, somewhat of a questionable relationship with with the board and the CEO and the scouts with, with, with players that have been brought in and and false promises but Edens and Suarez's are absolutely you know undoubtedly they're, they're winners they're, they're in this for the long term and and if you you know, trust the process, then I'm sure uh, we'll be reaping the rewards of that within the next, you know, five to 10 years time. So we just have to, we just have to be patient with the club. Uh, and finally, we'll talk about uh, a random one that always keeps popping up, Dan. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Musa Morega of FC Porto, uh, a striker who we were linked with last season. We were even linked with him when we were in the championship, weren't we? Uh, which seems absolutely mental because he's playing Champions League football. Uh, obviously, not unheard of. You've, you've seen some of the players that Wolves signed in, in the second division. Uh, but it's... Uh, it, I've only seen one tweet about it, and I believe it was from Villa Report. Um, I can't remember who the source was. So, you know, I'm not, I don't think this one will, will happen. It's a lot of money as well for, for 30 million. Um, but Marek is a, an interesting striker, isn't he? For, for, for people who, who aren't aware, he's a very quick striker. He, very big, a physical presence. Um, kind of a more refined Tammy Abraham, I think I'd say. Would, mm-hmm. would that be a fair, a fair way to describe him, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he, he's a player that uh, came through uh, sort of, Emerged in France with Amiens, uh, made a switch to Porto, and he's done really well there. Um, he's, he's scored uh, 45 league goals in 96 uh, Liga Portuguesa games, uh, which is which is a great record. Um, and, and this season under Sergio Consensual, um, Porto have had a really great year. They, they won the league. Morega was was crucial in that. He's, he's bagged himself a few goals at that 35-40 games, scoring 17 in total, grabbed a couple in the Champions League. Um, but there's a really interesting moment in the season that uh, uh, really, because we, as you said, we've been linked to him for ages, and, and I saw this moment in the season, and uh, uh, just a, a really good moment uh, in sports. So it was back in February, um, and unfortunately, as is the problem with, with football nowadays um, in England and abroad, uh, Morega was subjected to uh, racial abuse uh, during a game, uh, and his response to it was just great. Um, so he just put up two middle fingers. It's a great clip. I advise everyone to go. Just puts up two middle fingers to the crowd and just walks off. Um, He's subsequently substituted. Um, And then the Portuguese press uh, brilliantly rallied around him. Uh, Ebola, a a newspaper there. That's Ebola, not Ebola. Ebola. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Gave him a perfect 10 uh, in the match ratings. Uh, The Portuguese FA rallied around him. And then he came back uh, in a home game against that same side uh, and scored two goals against them. Um, so he's he, great. I saw that. I was like, "Yes, I like this guy. I like this guy. I like what he's about." Um, so he's, he's a really powerful runner. He's, as you said, a, a really big presence. And you know, someone that scored forty-five league goals in ninety-six games for Porto. It's not someone you can turn your nose up. Absolutely not. It's. Uh, I think the only thing. I think because we've just been continuously linked with him, it's it's one of them ones where it's it's probably a non-starter. It's just something that the, the papers have made up. But you know, if you sign a Musa Morega, that is a true statement of intent to what Aston Villa want to achieve uh, within you know the even the immediate future. Uh, a fantastic striker would most definitely be welcomed down Villa Park. Uh, it'd be nice to see him link up with Cavani and Gonzalo Higuain as well, Dan, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. For sure, that that would. <laughs> Would be nice, but uh, I think we'll have to wait on those ones. 
We will have to be more patient on them ones. We will be signing players of that uh, quality uh, in years to come. I, I don't doubt that. Um, you just got to trust the process. And I think that's the message I want to leave the podcast on really is, uh, is, is that, you know, we've got people at the club who we can rely on uh, and, you know, our Jack has now been called up, which is another sign to think, well, you know what? He doesn't actually need to that move to Manchester United uh, to get in that England squad. You know, he's proved that he is, uh, is is capable of getting there with Villa. So I do expect Grealish to be with us for at least one more year. I will, you know, that is, uh, it's important to preface that. I don't think he'll be here forever. You never know. Hopefully he will. Hopefully it can be uh, like a better Gabby um, in terms of serving the club and stuff. But uh it, it's it's just a really happy day, Dan, and I'm sure you know it's made your shift better. It's made everyone's everyone's days better. Just hearing yeah. about this, and uh, again, just on a final note, Jack just needs to, you know, really take this opportunity um, like it's his last, and 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 show to everyone why he deserves to be in that squad. Because uh, come you know come the Euros, I'm sure we'll all be uh, we'll all be donning Jack Grealish ten shirts, won't we? England shirts. Um, yeah. It's. No. It, it, I just really hope it happens, Dan. I'm, I'm so happy for Jack. Yeah, me too, mate. Me too. Uh, it, it looks set to be a really good season. Uh, I'm really excited for the kickoff. Not long ago now, less than two weeks, Community Shield has happened. That's that's you know, that's the curtain raiser, isn't it? Um, we're on the finish straight. It, it's crazy how quickly the turnaround is. Um, one thing that uh, I just want to sort of end on. I, I was sat there and. Um, Obviously, everyone's been talking about Messi and, uh, you know, apparently the fact he's, he's going to be leaving Barcelona. And uh, if I'm not at Villa Park for when Messi... If Messi ever steps out of Villa Park and I'm not in the stadium, I think that would be really hard to take. And I, this yeah. going on me the other day, I was like, oh my God, Messi's going to come to the Premier League. I'm going to be able to watch Messi in Villa Park. And I was like, oh shit, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is really tough. Um, and uh, yeah, that midfield battle... Uh, of those two great football tens in uh, Jack and Messi, um, God, that be something? Wouldn't it? I mean, it, it's the new Messi and Re- Messi versus Ronaldo, surely. Grealish yeah, versus sure, Messi. Sure, I'd sure. love to see a shirt swap at the end of that game, but ah, <laughs> oh, man, what a sight that would be! Messi in the Premier League. But I mean, while we're high and giddy on on that jump top of Grealish uh, getting the call up, it's probably a good note to end the podcast on, Dan. It's been yep. a short one. Uh, you know, we've been busy, so uh, apologies that we've not been able to get one out a bit earlier. But you know what? It probably worked in our favour with the news coming out today because we'd have been flapping all over the place if we'd have got a podcast up yesterday and having to do a, do one immediately the day after. And it, it had definitely been a lot shorter. But um, no, again, just like to really thank you guys for all the support as well. The channel is still growing insanely. Um, you know, I'm constantly refreshing my phone at work, seeing um, amazing comments um, and, and, and just so much support for, for what me and Dan are doing. Uh, and yeah, we, we really appreciate that, don't we, Dan? Yeah, man, it's, it's so good to see. And um, look, it's been a long season. A lot, of, a lot of work for me and you has gone into this. And I just want to thank everyone that's, that likes and comments and watches it because... Um, it's why we do it, mate. I don't know about you, but you, you record this and if you, you come back on to check in a little while and there's all these comments and people saying things. and Yeah, whether they're good, whether they're feedback, you know, everything that, that people put in the comments is duly appreciated. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Absolutely. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please do hit the like button and subscribe for more podcasts and content coming your way this season. We will be hitting it hard. Uh, you can bet your bottom dollar we will. We're going to try and be as consistent as possible with this podcast for you guys. It's what you guys deserve. Uh, it's what we enjoy doing. So yeah, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever, follow, subscribe, like, do whatever you can on there. That is really helpful. We do have a lot of listeners actually who listen on 
Apple Podcasts. So again, thank you guys for that. Uh, subscribe for more content and up the villa. Chester's essential to fulfilling this got potential. It's the main man, a hero. He's the main leader of the gang. Nah.